Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so let me go in. The things he can say might even make your days. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Welcome everyone to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with episode number 519. I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude, especially the wellness warriors who have been joining our podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about the double-edged sword of statins. For you warriors, they're hailed as the knights in shining armor against heart disease, but let's not forget they have a dark side. Muscle pain, memory loss, diabetes, a long laundry list of side effects. And we'll get into that today. And we'll add insult to injury in stating that their effectiveness often fails short of the hype. So uh, let's grab a seat. And get on with this podcast because in today's healthcare landscape, it's crucial for you to be informed. There's so much involved in medical testing and in drugs. There's there's potential risks and benefits in medicine, which is the third leading cause of death. So we have to delve into that. And I want you to Warriors to be an advocate for holistic health and to be the CEO of your own bodies. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, to take the reins of this health journey and you become the captain. So, last week we started talking about the future of medicine, which will be energy medicine involving frequencies, resonance, using devices and meditation and our brains. And there's no side effects to it. And last week we were going to have a a visionary in this field, Dr. Jerry Smith. But again, he is tied up uh, lecturing in another state. So we'll have to wait another week. But we'll go on with our our quest to be the CEO of our own body because we know in this world where medical error is one of the leading causes of death, you better be doing your own research. We've talked about how in the United States, life expectancy has, has is, is in a historic, historic decline. We can't forget that. We have to be the CEOs. And I came across a a quote from Socrates. He said, I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make you think. So if in this program you get the urge to critically think about an issue, my job is done. And I also use the other quote from Hippocrates that says, if you are not your own doctor, you are a fool. 
Why? So why do I keep harping on this? I keep harping on this because of articles that I see that maybe you don't see. And one of them, it just, I can't believe it. It says you could be rejected by a hospital or a surgeon by Dr. Sh- by Dr. Shearer. I'm just going to have to read this for you. And it comes from bottom line. Surgeons and hospitals may opt not to perform procedures on patients who are very overweight or old or have pre-existing health problems or complications that increase risk for poor surgical outcomes. In addition to concern for the patient, providers worry that high-risk patients could endanger their bottom lines. Do you understand that? Hospitals could turn you away if you have conditions that may affect their bottom line. That's money. Insurers sometimes pay surgeons and hospitals a flat fee for a procedure. If you're unhealthy, you're more likely to need a long hospital stay. So it's going to, going, going to cut into that hospital or doctor's salary. Medicare links reimbursement rates to providers' medical outcomes. So they don't want anything to fail. So if you're a high-risk patient and you are more likely to fail, they may not take you in the hospital. Patients and families sometimes sue when surgical procedures fail. The rejection typically is presented as concern for that patient's well-being, and that may well be true. Sometimes it does pay not to have an operation performed. But as this article said, a patient is unlikely to be turned away in an emergency situation. Emergency rooms are not allowed to refuse patients. So what do you do if a surgeon declines to operate on you because of your health or physical fitness? Well, please ask them whether there's anything you can do to bring that risk down. But suppose there's not. If there is no way to become a less risky patient and you are committed to getting the procedure, You'll have to find a surgeon or a hospital willing to work with you. That's where you need a good health care advocate. But that was really discerning for me to read that. I, uh, again, that's why we have to be our own CEOs. We have to be wellness warriors and take care of ourselves. You know... Is there a shortage of coronary care units here in Naples, Florida? They want to build a multi-million dollar coronary unit. I thought uh, with all the money we're spending on statin drugs and everything else, uh, heart disease is going down. So do you really believe that? Do you really believe that there's less heart disease around? Well, you know, the statins were supposed to do that. But like everything else in medicine, it's easier to give a drug rather than to go into a program of lifestyle changes. This statin drugs in 2022 hit almost $15 billion with projections to go to $18 billion in 2028. So do you see why 
allopathic medicine likes to keep you sick, keep coming back for more drugs, thinking that cholesterol is the problem. And, you know, we've been hearing this phrase, safe and effective, for a lot of different things, which I'm not going to mention because I don't want to get blocked again. But not one size fits all in matters of health, especially in medicine. So that's why we need you to be educated and think and peel back the layers of the onion of misinformation surrounding anything, including these statin drugs. From muscle pain to liver damage to cognitive impairment to increased risk of diabetes. Wouldn't it be nice if you knew all of this before you, you swallowed that first pill? So if you're one of the millions of people diagnosed with high cholesterol, you will be more than likely given a prescription. As I said, it's easier to do that than to talk to you about exercise and diet and lifestyle limitations and so forth. And there's a lot of statins out there, all different names, all they all work differently, but they all lower your cholesterol. They affect many pathways in your body. One thing I will give them, they are strong anti-inflammatories. And as I have stated in the past, and I'll state now that inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases, including coronary artery disease. But statins don't suck out the cholesterol from your arteries. And if you have a, a bunch of cheesy, oily fries, it doesn't negate the, the effect of those fries. These drugs merely suppress production of cholesterol in your liver, new production. And you are given a pill and you should told you should take it, that this pill will make you be better. In fact, there are studies out there that state that statins stimulate atherosclerosis and heart failure. Wow, how about that? Researchers have concluded, quote, the epidemic of heart failure and atherosclerosis that plagues the modern world may paradoxically be aggravated by the pervasive use of statin drugs, unquote. Isn't that an irony? Wow. I'm not going to go real deep into this today, but you know, for the last six months or so, I've been talking to you about mitochondrial dysfunction, those powerhouse engines in our body. They're generators uh, that keep us going, keep us from, uh, keep us energetic. But you know, your, your heart has the most mitochondria of any organ because why? It works 24 hours a day. The heart is a very high energy muscle. And it needs your mitochondria to, to be to, to, to work. It needs thriving mitochondria and energy. And guess what? Here's another ironic twist. Statins are toxic to mitochondria because they deplete coenzyme Q10, which is needed for healthy mitochondria. They deplete heme A. That brings oxygen around. 
our bodies. If we don't have this energy production, we get tired. Our heart gets tired. You can't survive long without adequate ATP production. It has to be restored. Otherwise, you're going to get fatigue, cramps, muscle, weakness, memory loss, depression, etc. Guess what else statins inhibit? The biosynthesis of vitamin K2. And that's only if we have a superior interior, only if we have a healthy intestinal gut flora. Do you? I've been talking about it. I've been talking about megaspores for a long time. But there's hardly anyone that has a perfect gut G2. You get that from supplementation and also from fermented veggies. You know what it does when you take vitamin D3? It protects your arteries from calcium plaques and atherosclerosis. As does it, even if you're, you know, just in a general manner, K2 protects you. Without enough K2, statin-induced or not, you're compromised. Do you know that statins also block selenium-containing proteins? And you know which one is very famous? Glutathione peroxidase because it protects muscle tissue from damage, from oxidation. And what's the busiest muscle of your body? Yeah, your heart. 24-7, baby, it's working. Your heart muscle cells are burned. from all oxidation. When you when this you impair the the selenium protein, it's a factor in congestive heart failure. These are supposed to be the cure-all. You go to any doctor, your cholesterol is two two points above normal. You need to be on a statin. Are you taking your statin? That's the first thing they're going to ask you. And I'm going to say, maybe you don't need it. And maybe you should be, in addition, you should be definitely taking the spore biotics. They don't contain any live bacillus strains, only its spores, but they are protected from from injury inside your intestines until they get to your large intestine where they are needed. And then they help the species of bacillus in your gut to turn sugar into vitamin C. And they actually help to increase the reproduction of other organisms in your gut, beneficial ones. Quite unique situation with with megaspore. That's one I've been talking about for years. And again, I don't get anything for telling you about it, but it is out there and available. And uh, that's what myself and family, that's what we take. So let's see what I have here. Well, I'm not going to go into all the conventional wisdom about uh, LDL, which is, uh, they say, is a key player in heart disease. The American Heart Association insists that LDL cholesterol is a culprit behind heart, heart disease. 
They'll tell you it claims close to 700,000 lives a year. However, I, I have to tell you that there's, there's some research that challenges that, suggesting that cholesterol might not be the bad boy as it's being betrayed. It's not public enemy number one. It's being evaluated. And guess what? Inflammation is shown to be the cause of the laying down of this cholesterol to heal our arteries. And if you're an exerciser and you have a big muscle mass, you're going to have higher LDLs just because of your big muscles. And we have to talk about that in the future when we talk about cholesterol. The body needs both LDL, the lower one, and the high density to maintain optimal function. So strict, aggressive drugs may not be as beneficial as as they once were, were believed. If they were as good as they are touted to be, heart disease would be dropping. If cancer medication was as good as it should be, cancer would not be the number one cause of, of, of death. So are we having more, almost like what Ronald Reagan said, right? Are, are you better heart disease-wise and cancer-wise in the past or now? And there are finally are some articles coming out questioning the effectiveness of statins. So what are their dangers? Just briefly. The number one thing that we see is muscle pain and weakness. Sharp cramps, persistent tenderness, muscle fatigue, even tendinitis. And sometimes these are reversible and sometimes they are not. Sometimes they progress into chronic muscle inflammation. And we, when we were seeing, I don't know the exact, don't quote me on this, but it used to be like one out of a, a thousand patients with rhabdomyolysis, which is a potentially fatal dis- disease. We're seeing it now in one out of hundreds, not thousands. And again, I can't ex- tell you enough how they stress the mitochondria. They stress it, ladies and gentlemen. And despite the claims that around these drugs that they uh, cure heart disease, they could have a detrimental effect. They may worsen heart failure. Believe that. And that's a significant factor because it can challenges what most people would think about statins, that they are beneficial for your heart. And why do they do that? Because they are mitochondrial toxins. They reduce the functional muscles of the heart. Why would you want to do that? Well, we know it's one of the reasons is because the CoQ10 enzyme is decreased. So if by chance you are taking one, don't you think you should be taking a, an appropriate dose of CoQ10? And there's some evidence out there suggesting that statins increase calcified plaque. You know, there's also evidence in general 
in general, uh, statins, you know, you don't take them for a week. Like most pharmaceutical products, they're intended to be taken for years chronically. And then if you get a side effect from the drug, there's, they tell you it's a, uh, it's not, they don't go into the why you're getting the side effect. They just say it's, well, it's, it's from your heart disease or whatever. But when you take a drug chronically, it's really not good for you. But prolonged use of statins may, not, not definitely, might be linked to an increased risk of certain cancers. The BMC Cancer Journal included patients diagnosed with primary cancers between 98 and 2008. They made all kinds of adjustments with other drugs, and they analyzed 88,125 cases and so forth. And it looked like they were linked, now the word is might or may, linked to a higher risk of colorectal, bladder, and lung cancer. And gosh, and as I said, there's millions and millions of people taking these drugs. Lipitor, the most widely prescribed statin, has secured its place as one of the best-selling drugs in history. Another Pfizer product. But there is an association between this class of drugs and an increased risk of ALS, the Lou Gehrig's disease, or ALS-like symptoms. Now, you have to ask your doctors about this. They should tell you this before they give you that prescription. I just have to take a breath here. So, mood changes and memory loss. Now, isn't that great? Numerous studies have linked statin use to memory problems, impaired concentration, difficulty recall, recall, recalling words. Gosh, and I don't take statins, and I have trouble saying that. Which could indicate cognitive decline. You know, your brain is mostly cholesterol. You need fat for your brain. But nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about the mood changes. I'll get into that a little bit later about when you go to a doctor. You know, there's 44,000 diseases he can diagnose you with. And uh, if you have some change in mood, he can, he can throw you into the bipolar disorder group, not, not the statin side effect group. And are we seeing more or less Parkinson's disease in this country? Well, statins have come under scrutiny due to their potential link to Parkinson's disease. Think of that. A study presented at the American Neurological Association Conference in 2016 challenge the belief that statins may have a protective effect against this disease. Challenged it. Surprisingly, the study did not endorse the protective effect of statins against neurodegenerative diseases. Instead, they found a significantly higher prevalence of Parkinson's disease. They started the study to 
hoping that statins would prevent it. No, it turned out it made it worse. You get more Parkinson's disease. How about type 2 diabetes? That's something you should ask your doc about. Because the evidence is really accumulating regarding the association with diabetes. There's, there's many articles he has available to him. There are in PubMed. They're in Medline. They've, all, they've been examined. There's, there's cohort studies where they, they include a, like a lot of studies. One of them I looked at was 20 studies that revealed a significant association between statin use and increased risk of uh, diabetes. Now, wouldn't you think during this time of pandemics, epidemics, this epidemic, epidemic, scamdemic, whatever, you want a strong immune system? Well, you know, statins are generally prescribed what to lower cholesterol, protect your heart, make you feel better. But there's a journal called the Journal of Infectious Diseases that have highlighted a concerning implication regarding the immune system response to flu viruses in individuals taking statins. Maybe some of you have heard of Emory University. They analyzed 140,000 records that contacted the flu. And it revealed that those that were taking statin drugs had more severe cases of the flu compared to individuals not using those cholesterol-lowering drugs. And I could go on and on. There's, there's evidence of statins associated with an increased risk of liver damage. There's evidence out there that indicates that statins can reduce the levels of nutrients in your body. We already mentioned K2, an essential nutrient, and we already mentioned coenzyme Q10. So you must spend some time with your healthcare provider talking about natural approaches to heart health, dietary changes, herbs, supplementation with CoQ10, curcumin, omega-3 acids, but not the fat, not, not these uh, marine lipids you get. Remember, like Dr., like um, Professor Peskin has told us, these marine lipids are antifreeze for deep water fish. And when they come to the surface to warmer temperatures, they become rancid. That's why it's hard to find studies showing that marine lipids do any good for anybody. That's why we talk about parent essential oils, PEOs to replace our omega-3 and omega-6. So this multi-billion dollar industry of statin drugs, excuse me, really uh, was swung and given to the American public without informed consent. And Green Medical Information has a, here's, they, here's a sample of risk that they state. Acute kidney failure, liver dysfunction, cataracts, 
muscle weakness, rhabdomyolysis, which we, we talked about, acidosis, where your body gets more acid and, and more prone to disease, sexual dysfunction, immune system depression, neuropathy. And we didn't talk enough about that, but how many people that you know are fighting neuropathy in their lower extremities, losing their balance, using braces, putting up with pain? Could it be the statins that, that, that instigated that? Anemia, pancreatic dysfunction, like pancreatitis. These are all diagnoses that Green Med Info has articles to back up. But, you know, they're taken like aspirin. Like you don't realize that the statins are causing it. And in fact, from what I understand, they were never meant to be taken long term. They're a short temporary band-aid like right they don't get to the cause or to the splinter to the root of the problem they're only there so you can make your lifestyle changes your diet your exercise your nutritional supplements to get your cholesterol levels into an optimal range and you know there is the problem of too low cholesterol levels which can be dangerous because your body needs cholesterol because it needs it for the cell membranes. It needs it for hormones. It needs it for vitamin D. It needs it for bile acids so you can digest your fat. And guess what? Cholesterol also helps your brain form memories and it's a vital part of your neurological function. Now, there are certain individuals that are high risk from dying from heart attack and, and statin drugs could be warranted there and useful. Okay, I'm not saying everybody, but if you have a strong heart attack risk and high cholesterol levels, but these drugs are given out like candy. The most widely prescribed drugs in the United States. And now the pharma, pharma companies want them to give them to healthy individuals to prevent heart disease. Well, if it causes heart failure and everything else, why the heck do you want to take them? And beside everything else, in the population that I live in, I hear more about neuropathy every day. And statins can cause this nerve-damaging diagnosis. They are neurotoxic, ladies and gentlemen. And one study after another has shown the prevalence of neuropathy was significantly higher in patients who took statin drugs. It's called statin-induced peripheral neuropathy. So, let me take a look here. All right. Let's let's start getting toward the end of this by telling you that there's a study out there that showed that second medical opinion reveals a different diagnosis in 88% of patients. But a bang, but a boom. Nine out of ten patients who go for a second opinion are likely to leave with a refined or new diagnosis from what they were first told. So what's that mean? Does that mean the second opinion is, is better and, and the first opinion was completely wrong? 
John Rappaport talked about this. A study from the Mayo Clinic. The original diagnosis in a patient when they went for a second opinion was only kept the same in 12% of the time. But does that mean the second opinion was, was, was right? Do you now, do you need a third opinion? So if your first doctor gives you a prescription, but the second doctor gives you a different one, who's right? Maybe they're both wrong. Maybe they both made a mistake in their diagnosis. So what does that do for us average patients? If we're not informed, we get confused, we get afraid. We want to know what is it, what's causing it. You go to another one, he said, it's another, a third opinion. He gives you a prescription and say, well, now finally. So because you got a prescription, does that mean your diagnosis is confirmed? Because why would a doctor give you a drug unless he thought the other two were wrong? What I'm just saying is, you really have to do some research of your own. And I want to just give you one tip. Do you know you can order your own blood work without having to wait for a doctor appointment? It's called My Med Lab. My, M-Y-M-E-D-L-A-B. You can order a single or a combination of labs. And they'll give you the results. I haven't used it, but they tell me it's fast and affordable. And you can have your, your test ready when you go see your physician or healthcare provider. So www.mymedlab.com. So ladies and gentlemen, please uh, be a wellness warrior. Keep informed. Download our Podbean app and and follow Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Go to Rumble, Doc Ron. Go to BitChute, Doc Ron. Just about every place you get a podcast. So it's been great talking to you today. We'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. 
when the doctor is in the house.